welcome to the weekend entertainment edition of the literature and film podcast aka the we laugh our mission is to inform you of the latest entertainment choices for the weekend ahead either at the cinema or streaming at home and now from a remote location on the east coast in the heart of flying bull production studios your host richard lusk and ryan bull Uh, welcome to episode 133. Uh, it's a wee laugh for the March 18th weekend. Uh, I'm Ryan Bull. Joining me in studios is uh, Richard Lusk, a.k.a. The L Train. How are you? I'm just awesome. Spring is fully here. It's a beautiful 70 degree day, so you know what we're doing? Spring is sprung. We're staying inside to podcast. <laughs> uh, this weekend we got three movies coming out of varying qualities. Yeah, I wasn't aware that the third one was going to be in wide release, but I've heard a lot about this one. The big one, the major release of the of the week, and that is Allegiant, the Divergent series. Yeah, I'll go or with is that. it the Divergent series Allegiant? Yeah, and part I, one. I don't like saying series in your title. Yeah, and when did they start that? This, this with this movie? No, I think the last, the last one? one they did too. Uh, you dragged me off to that last year, and ooh, that was not a fun time. Yeah, last year we uh, watched and reviewed Insurgent. And, okay, so that was the second of the Divergent Mm -hmm. movies. And this is the third, and I think there's going to be a fourth one if this does any box office. The author of the the original series is trepidatious about that, about that fourth movie. Apparently they're going to change it around a lot. I have no idea, but I would think she's already sold off the film rights. I don't know how much control she has. has. Uh, The only control she has is to complain about it on Twitter. Yeah, uh, this has always been uh, the Hunger Games light. Uh, this we these films star Shiley Woodley, who I might like more than Jennifer Lawrence. I think she's a good little actress. No, no. Although that if if they were cast in the same movie together, Jennifer Lawrence would play her mom. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence can play old. Uh, no, Shiley Woodley has only impressed me in that one movie, uh, Spectacular. Now I didn't really like her in Diverge or. Insurgent, insurgent, uh, Fault in Our Stars. I never saw that. I didn't think she was bad in Fault in Our Stars. My problems were more with the script and just mm-hmm. the overall story. But no, I think she's a decent little actress. Um, I, I think she has a career in front of her. Well, like I said, you dragged me off to see this movie last year. The the second in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you planning on dragging me to this movie this year? No. Um, this apparently already opened in Europe and it's been getting really, really bad reviews. This series has gone downhill fast. Uh, it also stars Theo James and Naomi Watts. Uh, they finally have escaped through the wall. And now after earth shattering re- revelations, they have to go back to save the whole world or something. Who's, uh, it, man. Oh, I guess the, the trailer is very confusing. It's like, Okay, they escaped. They found new people. Now they want to go back and save the old people who were trying to kill them. The thing is, I don't care. Right, I couldn't care any less. I, about I watched it. the trailer and I didn't get excited. Uh, the the insurgent trailer looked decent last year, and I thought, oh, maybe these are movies are all right, and that's hmm. why I tried this off to go watch it, and it, it didn't work for me. I think it would be the nicest thing I could say. Who is the uh, who who's the NASA director in The Martian? The actor that played that role. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Or no, uh, Jeff Daniels. Sorry. Isn't he the new 
sort of adversary. Yeah. I kind of saw him in the trailer. He seems to be playing like the role of the architect from the Matrix films. Because the Colonel Sanders character. Okay. Well, Kate Blanchett was in the was it Kate Blanchett that was in it? Or Claire Danes? Who was who was the woman that I didn't want I don't want to spoil the Kate end of the Winslet last movie. Kate Winslet was in the last two okay. films. That's right, Kate Winslet. She's not in this this movie or this series movie. I forward. don't remember seeing her in the trailer. Who knows? Right. You know. She could show up, but Jeff Daniels is in there, and we're not real sure if he's an antagonist or well, a protagonist of some sort. The tagline of the next year's Ascendant, Ascendant Part Two, or or I don't know, Ascendant is the is the fourth movie. Is uh, the end is never what you expect, and this is what made the the author of the films of the books tweet out how trepidatious she feels about it. My question to you on that in that regard is how closely do you think these films or any film needs to mirror the original work? Uh, generally I think it's a good idea to stay pretty faithful to the book. Uh, sometimes changing endings is all right. Um, famously Stephen King said about, Oh, it's the one where it's, uh, they're trapped in the grocery store. Um, the Langoliers. No, not the Langoliers. The uh, mist. The mist. Thank you. Um, they changed the ending to that, and Stephen King went, oh, that's a better ending. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but King has always been pretty good about admitting when his endings suck or mm-hmm. when someone improves upon his storyline. Unless it's Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, but he, he also had a lot of other issues with that. Uh, I don't know. Do you think movies have to be faithful? No, they can exist as their own entities, but you got to do fan service with a movie like this because I think your base is a bunch of uh, like 14, 15 year old girls who have who started reading it when they were nine, 10 and 11. And now they're the age of the main character in the book, I guess. And so they, they sort of closely associate with them if they do or not. So I think that there's an expectation there for a movie like this mm-hmm. with a movie like, say, Jaws, which made it quite a few changes i don't think it although it was a big bestseller you know in the 1970s i mean bestseller then was what a couple hundred thousand copies or something probably so you didn't have a whole bunch of people that were devoted to the to the storyline or to the character so i guess it depends it depends on the series or the book or the you know where they're going with it i I think you can improve Mm -hmm. on the works but i guess you got to judge them on their own merits yeah, I mean, uh, personally, I love adaptation. Mm-hmm. Just the 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 idea of it and uh, how you tell a story in one medium and switch it to another. And sometimes you just you have to change things for pacing reasons. A book can spend 10 pages describing the scenery of a room, where in a movie you're going to have a two-second establishing shot right. to show you everything in the room. That's going to change things. Right. So, uh, yeah, this movie, I am probably just going to wait for it to come out on HBO. Hmm. Watch it Ooh. there if I watch yeah, I'm it. I'm going to rent it. HBO. Yeah, I think this is one of those, you know, when you get that free weekend of HBO, you you record a bunch. Free free weekend, you record (laughs) a bunch of stuff. You're going to wait for it to come out on HBO, and (laughs) if it's in the free weekend of the HBO, then you'll record some stuff. That's That's, how you do it. That's how much you feel about it. All right. That's a good rating system. I still want to watch it. I'm just going to wait. All right. Uh, Also coming out in really wide release is Miracles from Heaven. In fact, this movie will already be out in theaters by the time this podcast is hitting our listeners' ears. Oh, really? It's going out on Wednesday? Going out on Wednesday. They moved it up. Hmm. I guess they really want to take advantage of the pre-Easter movie-going crowd. Wow. I have no idea the marketing on that. 
is there a pre-Easter movie going crowd for Miracles from Heaven, do you think? Yeah, this is your Christian uh, true story uh, movie. That will eventually be debunked? It's based on a best-selling book. Uh, the movie rights were uh, sold off before the book hit. This is uh, the retelling of a true story of a young girl suffering from a rare digestive disorder who finds herself mi- miraculously cured after falling out of a tree. <laughs> Starring Jennifer Gardner. So she's got IBS. She climbs a tree, falls out of the tree, and this is a miracle from heaven. I think she doesn't have the ability to swallow. Oh, wow. Something like that. But yeah, she a tree breaks, she falls, she's not hurt, and she's cured of this disease. Also has Queen Latifah in it. And if we find out that Jennifer Garner and Queen Latifah are still relevant, that will be the biggest miracle of this film. I feel bad for Jennifer Gardner. I loved her in Alias. I always thought she was going to blow up and be a huge uh, movie star. And she was doing well at I the beginning of her I think she sort of, of devoted career. her life to her family, right? Yeah. She raised those kids. They didn't adopt those kids. So yeah, I mean. She's she, married to uh, Ben Affleck. I think there's. I don't know if there's no, divorce yet. They're at least separated. Right. I think he's still living in the house, though. <laughs> like, they have her roommates. But she had some really. Uh, high-grossing films early on in her career. Mm-hmm. 13 Going on 30 is the big one. And then she tried to make a bunch of rom-coms, and they just weren't working out for her. I think the best movie I saw her in was Juno. Yeah, I can a little remember. bit part in that. And then she's a big fan of the Laugh Podcast fave and voice of the Laugh Podcast, Miss uh, Claire. Claire L. <laughs> loves her in the movie Butter. Oh, jeez. Just one of her favorite movies of all time. Butter, yeah, uh, is a movie that doesn't work. Uh, So if this is better than Butter, you won't be surprised. I I won't be surprised. Uh, Are you going to go see this, though? No. Wait for it on HBO? uh, Directed by Patricia Riggin, who gave us the 33 last year, which is another true story about sort of a disaster and a miracle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Chilean miners who were trapped. And it was released at a weird time. They were thinking it might have some Oscar bait. You know, there was they were baiting the hook for Oscars and no one bit. This movie seems to be dumped, but you're saying it's a it's faith based, so it's near Easter and I don't know. I, the, I guess it's... the promotional company for this, uh they've released other movies at this time of year and they've done pretty well. Okay. Uh, apparently, you know, it's popular to celebrate Easter, go watch a Christian movie in theaters. All right. Faith based film. Uh it probably didn't cost a whole lot to make, so it doesn't have to make a whole lot to make a profit. Uh Third in the box, no, sixth in the box office. Third, between third and sixth. Uh, I think Zootopia is going to keep doing well. Deadpool will be Deadpool third. will get another eight to ten million. Huh. Ten Cloverfield Lane is going to be interesting oh, yeah, to see if that fits up Lane people. Um, unfortunately, I don't think a lot of people are going to go see The Bronze this weekend, and but I think they should. The, that's the third movie that we're going to talk about that's in wide release, and you've been talking about this movie a lot to yeah. me. I've been really excited about this film since I heard about it. It stars Melissa Roch from uh, Big Bang Theory. She mm-hmm. plays Bernadette. I think she's hilarious. She might be the funniest person on that whole show. She's got really good timing, and that's a voice. She's putting on a voice. That's not a mm-hmm. real voice. That's surprising because that's an annoying voice to keep that up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, true, but I've seen her get interviewed, and she's just funny. Yeah. So when I heard about this, that she was going to play a foul-mouthed former gymnast who has right. to go back to her hometown... You know, it was a D-grade celebrity now. I was like, that's perfect. You you kind of like those themes. You play in those themes <laughs> with your movies. You like the, the sort of uh, man makes good and comes back to town kind of movies. 
or does bad or poorly or gets stuck in the rut and uh, yeah, I think a lot of movies play in that. I, I don't know. It, to me, this kind of fits in that mold of all those bad movies, bad teacher, right? Uh, bad word. I think you want it to be world's greatest dad. Bad Santa, which the sequel's coming out later this year. They call it Badder Santa? I think just Bad Santa, too. Bad Santa-er? Yeah, I think Badder Santa was the unrated version oh, okay. of the first film. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the bronze quite a bit. It'll also be a raunchy that- comedy. Thomas Middlelich, the guy from Silicon Valley. Uh, he oh, was I also um, the movie nerd who was in The Final, Final Girls. Girls. Yeah, I think he's really funny, too. Yeah, he's, he's got an interesting look, too. So I mean, he could fit right in with a Big Bang Theory crowd. So. Ooh, crossover. Although she's playing such a different character, it seems, from the little bit that I've seen. that it'll. I, I bet you most people would have a hard time recognizing her in this role or as that actor or actress except for you you seem to have what's her name emily roush uh melissa roush oh emily's her sister (laughs) (laughs) i seem to be a big fan of melissa roush so all right i I think she's funny and like i said i heard about this film probably close to a year ago and i think it was supposed to come out last fall and got pushed back now uh sony classics is going to release this film and there's a part of me i'm a little depressed that you just can't watch this at home streaming but i also think it's nice that it's getting such a wide release and playing in so many theaters so we might be talking about it yeah if we can uh, get together and watch it this weekend right. i think that could be next week's episode um Ooh. you got anything streaming for us yeah i do there's a movie showing on netflix which is i don't know if we've talked about it yet or not but it, we've shown a little clips of it in our different classes for a variety of things there's a lot you can do with this movie it's got a lot of themes going for it and the movie is called experimenter Written directed by Michael Almireda. And it was last year's sort of quirky independent film about social psychologist Stanley Milgram, who conducted a series of radical behavior experiments in the 60s and tested ordinary people's willingness to obey authority. Uh, Peter Skarsgård, Sarsgård, L Train Fave, stars as Stanley Milgram, the aforementioned psychologist and Winona Ryder is mm-hmm. his wife and I I I need more Winona Ryder in my life Alexandra uh, Sasha Milgram uh, apparently they're getting ready to start filming Beetlejuice 2 and she's back on board well there you go so I look forward to seeing that or hearing that on a live podcast yeah uh you saw this movie you and I saw this movie around the same time I think and uh I'm not sure if I saw it in the theaters or not. It may have been streaming on on DirecTV, but now it's streaming on Netflix, and uh, it's interesting. It's it's not your typical movie. It's it's weird. It's got some weird stuff going for it. Uh, they break the fourth wall a lot. Uh, some... Peter Sarsgaard talks directly to the camera often and kind of narrates his own life. Because it takes place over, what, 20, 25 years? <laughs> yeah. There's some weird green screen stuff. There's weird stuff with makeup. There's a couple of scenes where, I mean, there. This would this could have been a visual metaphor of the year, Laffy, for the elephant in the room when they actually literally have an elephant in the room. <laughs> um, it's weird on Netflix. The one of the you know they always associate pictures with the titles as they're advertising it, and one of the main pictures that they have, I think, of three, is uh. What's the guy's name? Dennis Haster dressed as Ozzie Davis because Milgram wrote, uh, they, they redid the experiment as a television 
drama, and then that's in this movie. <laughs> but Ozzie Davis had very strange hair, so they just put this really weird wig on top of Dennis Hastert and make him sort of look like Ozzie Davis, just like this weird Don King sort of wig and upside down broom or something. And it's just it it points to how sort of weird the the whole movie is, but it, in terms of marketing, it just seems an odd choice. Well, it's an odd movie to market, right? Uh, probably it's going to do well in psychology classes. Yeah, or bits and pieces of it. You sociology class. Yeah, I, I can see teachers showing clips and stuff from mm-hmm. it. Uh, we showed clips of it to our tenth graders mm-hmm. when we were doing Antigone, because Antigone is all about: do you obey authority or do you obey? Or the authority of man, or do you obey the authority of God? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, following directions, all that stuff. So it, it's an interesting little film. It's a good pick. My net pick of the week. Uh, Is there you, anything on uh, Redbox? Yeah, if you head by Redbox, Steve Jobs just came out this week. Uh, this is the Danny Boyle-directed film written by Aaron Sorkin, who I've gone on and on about on this show. It stars Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs, Kate Winslet as his assistant, and Seth Rogen as... Um, his uh, buddy, yeah, Steve Wozniak, the Woz. The Woz. Uh, it's basically like a three-act play. It takes place an hour before three different product launches during Apple's history. And it yeah. fits his Steve Jobs' public persona, his business side, along with his personal life. Um, he He's estranged from, not his wife, it's a woman he has... His baby mama. Some, yeah, some time with and... We're never really sure if he's in love with her, but they had a child together. And apparently in real life, Jobs refused to acknowledge that the girl was his. And then when he lost a DNA test, uh, the court decided against him. And he's like, yeah, I don't have any money. And he showed his bank account. And they're like, yeah, okay, you only have to pay $200 a month. And then Apple went public something like three weeks later. And he was worth $100 or something ridiculous. Right. So he was a bit of a jerk. Wait, did the girl ever benefit monetarily from that later on? Yeah, at various times. Yeah, so, and, but in a lot of those scenes yeah, play out in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Steve Jobs is a very interesting person. He's a deadbeat dad along the lines of, uh, say, Han Solo. Sure, two deadbeat dads, <laughs> only different. Yeah, only different. I think Michael Fassbender gives a fantastic performance as uh, Steve Jobs, and the dialogue is just pure Aaron Sorkin. So if you like The West Wing or Studio 60, any of those type of things, I think you'd really like this movie. Uh, Sorkin also wrote The Social Network, the movie about Facebook's founding. A decent movie. A lot of people really like that. A lot of people like the dialogue. So if you're not familiar with Sorkin, but you like Social Network, I think this makes a good accompanying piece to that film. And Michael F. Aspender was nominated for a Best Actor. Mm-hmm. He was nominated and unfortunately lost to probably the worst contestant of the year for acting. He was that's that was, ridiculous. But Leo's performance was not the strongest yeah. of those five. It was yeah, probably Oscar, the weakest. Oscar winner, Oscar winner Leo, and I called it uh, about a year ago. You, you did call your shot. And, wow, Leo's really acting well. He looked so cold in this scene. Yeah, if you don't wear a coat and it's five degrees he outside. He made me feel for him emotionally, unlike Michael F. Aspender. Yeah, uh, people can go back and listen to us debate that film. Right. Uh, next episode, 134, is going to be on Remember, starring Christopher Plummer. You don't remember? Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, we're going to be uh, reviewing uh, the Christopher Plummer movie, Remember, where he plays an Auschwitz survivor who's suffering from dementia. 
and he sets out on a journey to face uh, the Nazi who killed most of his family. So, uh, interesting little film. Yeah. If you want, uh, look for episode 134. Uh, so it's Right now, it's, I think uh, you can get it on DirecTV or uh, on demand on cable. So, it might also be either iTunes or Amazon. You might want to check it out before we, you listen to it because there are some... Uh, there are some things that we won't that we're going to talk about in spoilers. I think. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to have a spoiler section, but we don't want to go into any more detail. No. Than that. Uh, so, uh, thanks for joining me, Ultra. Thank you. Uh, Derby Dragon. Rock set, boom, everybody.